glory to the name of God. Glory, glory. Amen. Let me get myself situated here. How is everyone doing this morning as you take your seats? Amen. Amen. I am excited to be in the house of the Lord this morning, and I just feel the energy. I just feel breakthrough coming. Amen for what God is going to do in this place on this morning. So we just bless the name of the Lord. We want to welcome all of our visitors that are here this morning. If you are a first-time visitor and you are here, if you would just raise your hand so we can acknowledge you, that we can hug on you. And thank you so much for coming. Amen. We just want to praise God for all that he is doing this morning. If you have children in the house and you want to send them over to children's ministry, just take them out and the ushers out front will show you how to uh, get them over to children's ministry. Uh, Pastor Liza has, has always and always hypes them up and gives them a wonderful word from the Lord. But I'm just so blessed to, to see all of your faces this morning, to see all of your smiles. God is doing something new. Amen. God is always up to something new. You know, we live in Denver, so we always see these crazy weather patterns come in. We have 80 degrees a couple of days, and then we dropped it back to the 30s, and then we're back up in the 70s and 80s, and, you know, seasons change, and this is a, 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 a period in time where we are coming out of the winter and we're going into the spring and to, and to, to a warmer climate. And so everything changes, amen? Things change and seasons change. Well, this morning, I just want to, uh, some of you are probably wondering, like, where's the band? Where, what? What's going on? <laughs> like, where's, where's, where's the band and what's going on? Well, there's been some changes in the house, some, some changes that um, I have been uh, just praying to the Lord about, um, and just uh, being, uh, making sure that it just wasn't, just, 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 just wasn't me. Um, seeking counsel from the board, seeking counsel from our bishop and other uh, people uh, that speak into my lives, into my life, and just asking God, God, what is it that you're calling for? Because sometimes we can come to church and it can just you know, it's like that spinning wheel, like we're just here, we, get, we hear some worship music, we hear the word, we go home. And during this period in my life, God has personally been uh, doing a work on me, and I thank him for that. Um, and I'm just, just wanting to be in alignment with him and with all that he has done. And so with that being said, uh, we had to make a switch in our worship. And it's it's, and please understand and hear this from my heart because I don't want people to add on to anything that I'm saying, amen? But there was, a, there was just came to a point that we, we need to make a shift uh, in worship in the house. Uh, there were just some things that I felt were being released in the house that were not healthy for us, um, some, some um, attitudes and ways that just wasn't what God was calling for. And so sitting here Sunday after Sunday and just asking God, God, how do I, how do I, how do I do this? Like, I don't want to tear the church down or, or um, I don't want to, you know, upset anything. And God says, trust in me, trust me. Um, and with that, I just began to pray. Um, and so, uh, unfortunately, we had to uh, release uh, JP and JB. Um, I love them. Truly understand that I love and care for them. Um, but we had to let them... Um, we just had to, to let them go. The, the spiritual uh, formation of the house was, was not aligning with what God has called us to do to, to, and to be and to become. And so with that, um, we had to release them, but we released them in love. Amen. Amen. Uh, released them, taking care of them. Um, and it, they know that if they need anything that they can call. But God is doing something in this season, and he's calling for us to shift and um, worship is my heart. Any of you who have been here any length of time know that, you know, worship is my heart. That is where I stand. Um, that is, that is, that is my, my grounding is worship. And so wanting to make sure that the house is worshiped and aligned to what God has for us. Because we've been through some rough seasons. We've been through a lot with the COVID, with the loss of pastor, with, you know, people not wanting to come back to church. We've been through a lot, and God was saying, purify the house. Purify the house. Now, let me tell you all, this is no hit on JB or JP. This is a hit on all of us because all of us need to be purified. Amen? Yeah. 
There is no one in here can, that can say that I'm without sin or I'm this or I'm that. We would, we would all just drop dead if we were to say that. But God is saying this is a time where I need the house to purify themselves. Purify themselves and get ready for what I am about to do in this place. And so this wasn't a, just a decision uh, that was just haphazardly made, but it was a, a decision to align ourselves and align our hearts to what God is calling for in this place. So I want you as... as, as the members and friends of Restoration Christian Fellowship, not to get outside and get to talk in and what, what was she thinking and ooh, worship is dry or this. If you cannot worship in the simplicity right. of God saying, you know, I don't need drums, I don't need bells, I don't need whistles, I don't need keys, I don't need all of that to worship me. All I need is a pure heart. I need your voice. I need your obedience. And if we can just take the time, amen, to just give God this moment, to give God this time of pruning and, and, and pray for our, our brothers and sisters and, and reach out in love, then we will see the hand of God. So with that said, uh, they are no longer with us, but our, our band is, Terrence has resigned. He was our bass player, but we still have uh, people that are willing in the house, amen, well capable of, of taking us into worship. So I just want you all to be in prayer as, um, you know, I'm just not going to rush out and say, oh, we got to find a keyboardist, we got to find this. No, we got to find God. Right. We have to find God. We have to find out where he's working, amen. That's the mistake of so many churches is that we can become so performance-based and, and, and then the, the members and, and friends of the house become so, so performance-based and so routined that if God shifts, they're just like, well, what's going on? Yeah. And we have to understand that God can snap his finger, amen. He has the ability to stomp his foot and the praises of the house will go down. So the praises of the house will just begin to, to, to reach up into the heavens. So this morning when we proclaim the name of Jesus, amen, we are resounding it with our voice and saying, God, take us through this, God. We, t we link arms with you this morning, God. We want you to do all that we have to do. So with that said, I'm asking for your prayers. Pray for our worship teams, amen. Pray for uh, our senior saints. Say, pray for Nate who is stepping up. Amen. We all know that, that Nate has been with us forever and a day, and, and he's been sitting on that gift. And I know that there's probably some of you out there that have a musical gift, that have a gifting from God. And we want to make sure that uh, your gift is used, that there's space for you in the house. There's space for you to, to come and to use your gifting. So if you know of someone, amen, that is um, musically inclined or, or um, has a beautiful voice or is able to teach and lead in worship, we invite you to just uh, let us know, amen. We are not closed off. We are not being, you know, picky and, and everything. All we're doing is just waiting for the divine connection. And once God gives us a divine connection, we will go forth. Now, how long will this be? I do not know. Wait on the Lord and he will renew your strength. Amen. Hallelujah. So I am willing to wait. And I hope as, as a congregation that we are willing to wait on the Lord. This doesn't mean, okay, they don't have a worship team. So I'm going to roll in about 920, 925. You're going to mess up and miss worship is what you're going to do. You'll mess up and miss your blessing. Because as we, as we humble our hearts, oh man, as we've come before the Lord in pureness, he will show up, amen? And he will do what he, had, what he said he will do. So if you're having issues in your life or if you're having things that are going on, just bring them to the Lord, amen? Amen. And just know that I just, I just feel the sense that there's some protection needs to be going on here. Um, and as a senior pastor, I need to protect my saints. I need to protect the people um, from what was, what was happening, um, not divulging anything because we probably need protection from ourselves. Amen. Uh, because we all, like I said, we, we, all, have, we all have gone through some things uh, in life. Uh, but when you're given the choice and you are reprimanded in love, you are shown mercy, you you have shown grace, but yet and still you decide you're going to do you, then that's the time that I have to say, well, I love you. Do you? 
<laughs> you know, and, and, and just move on. So I just thank God this morning. Amen. Amen. So we are going to go into the word. Amen. And let me see if I can get this iPad to work. Okay. <laughs> I'm not going to fight. That's why I have my backup. Amen. <laughs> I don't know how to reduce this screen, so I'm good. Thank you. Thank you. Amen. If we can just stand for the reading of the word this morning. Amen. And it is coming from John 20, 1 through 10. Now, this is going to be a very strange sermon, somewhat, because I want to address the situation that we have found ourselves in, as well as teach us uh, more uh, about this resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I um, Just let me have a word of prayer. Father God, God, we love you this morning. Yes, Father, we thank you. Father, we lift your name on high. We call the name Jesus. Yes. Glory, the only one that can heal, the only one, Father God, that can give us the direction that we need. Father God, we thank you for this, this purification that you are doing in our body. God, thank you that you have chosen us, Father God. Thank you for our obedience, Father God, and hearing your voice and doing what you have called us to do. Now, Father God, as I release this word, I remove myself, Father God, and exit you and fill me with your Holy Spirit. Father God, may the words that come out of my mouth be from the throne room of heaven, God. I open up my heart to you. Father God, as, as you want to use me, Father God, to just reiterate your love for us and your care for us, God, I am a willing vessel. We ask that you bless in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Amen. So I'm going to be reading from John chapter 20, verses 1 through 10, and it reads, Now on the first day of the week, Mary of Magdalene came to the tomb early while it was still dark, and saw that the stone had been taken away from the tomb. So she ran and went to Simon Peter and the other disciples, the one whom Jesus loved, and said to them, They have taken the Lord out of the tomb, and we don't know where they have laid him. So Peter went out with the other disciples, and as they were going toward the tomb, and they were going towards the tomb, both of them were running together, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. And stopping to look in, he saw the linen cloths lying there, but he did not go in. And I want to just really rest on verse 6 and 7, and it says, Then Simon Peter came, following him, and went into the tomb. He saw the linen cloth lying there, and the face cloth which had been on Jesus' head, not lined with the linen cloths, but folded up in a place by itself. Then the other disciples who had reached the tomb first also went in, and he saw and believed. For as yet they did not understand the scripture that he must rise from the dead. Then the disciples went back to their homes. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading and hearing of his word. Amen? Amen. You may be seated. This morning, I just want to talk to you about the grave clothes, about taking off of your grave clothes. When we look at this narrative, we see uh, that Jesus has already resurrected. It's the, it's the morning after the crucifixion, and he has resurrected from the dead. Hallelujah. And uh, Mary Magdalene and, and the women went to... Uh, anoint his body because they did not have the time to do that uh, because um, they didn't have time to prepare his body correctly. And so getting to the tomb, Mary Magdalene is shocked that the, tomb, that the, the, the stone is rolled away. Um, and you just have to read all of the narratives to kind of get the full picture. But she was, uh, they were saying, you know, what are we going to do when we get there? Who will roll away the stone? Um, but she gets there and the stone is rolled away. And it just, it blew her mind. She was just like, oh my goodness, where's his body? You know, they've stolen Jesus' body. What are we going to do? You know, I, we wanted to give him the proper burial. We wanted to anoint his body. And if she would have just thought about the week prior, 
when he was anointed in Bethany, amen? That he had already been anointed and prepared to walk through what he was about to walk through. But in her, in her love for God, she just wanted to make, her love for Jesus, she just wanted to make sure that he was anointed and that he had had a proper burial. So last week, I had mentioned to you all about the opportunity to start all over again. If you had the opportunity to, do, to get a redo on life, would you take that opportunity? Would you, would you uh, say, you know what? Yeah, <laughs> I'll, t I'll, t I'll take it uh, and I'll take it because there's some choices that I've made in my life that have put me into a grave. There's choices that I've made in my life that have me bankrupt. There's choices that I've made in my life that I am now addicted to substances and things. There's choices that I've made in my life that are not aligned with what God has called us to do. So um, what I really just want to emphasize is that you can get up out of those grave clothes, amen? <laughs> that at, just as Jesus did, it, just as he was in that tomb and he resurrected, I believe that verse 6 and 7, it just kind of jumped out at me while I was studying, is that we can come up out of our graves, amen? We can be reformed and get another chance um, and do the things that God has 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 called us to do. But most of all, most of us choose just sustainment, just getting by, just, you know, I'm a code of church, I'm going to do this, I'm going to pay my tithes. And we live in this life of just sustaining life when God says, I've come to give you life and give it to you more abundantly. So in, in order to really embrace the full abundant life, we must come up out of our grave, amen, and we must change our grave clothes. And so I did a little bit of word study um, on this, on this uh, particular passage, and I'm going to repeat it. It says, then Simon came following him and went into the tomb. He saw the linen cloth lying there and the face cloth, which had been on Jesus' head, not lying with the linen cloths, but folded up into a place by itself. And so I just began to kind of uh, study and use commentaries to just really get a full understanding of that. And I really didn't get too much of an understanding of it. Um, there wasn't a lot said. And I just began to ask the Lord, Lord, what does this mean? What is this? Why was the linen cloth separated and what does this mean? And um, as I did study, I just saw that this particular linen cloth, now we know that Jesus was wrapped, uh, his body was wrapped in linen cloths. Joseph of Arimathea took the body. Um, he wrapped it as best he could. He prepared it uh, for burial, and they, they put him in the tomb. So the burial, uh, back in, back in ancient, ancient days, they would wrap it with linen cloth. Linen is a fine cloth. Um, it, it, it signifies royalty, and that's how they would bury their dead. So they buried his body first. I mean, they wrapped his body first, and then they would wrap the arms and the to torso, and then the head was wrapped separately. And so when uh, Peter went into, the, went into the tomb, he noticed Jesus rose up, so when he rose up, he just came up out of the grave clothes, amen? And he was, while they were doing that, he was busy in hell taking the keys and doing what he needed to do to make sure that our salvation is secure. But I just wanted to know, what was that head wrap? Why was it separated? And um, so I began to just look, at, look it up, and it says that this was a cloth that was used uh, mainly for the sweat for the, the sweat of, of the brow, that it was a cloth that was often carried so when people sweat, they could wipe it off. And, I, and then I began to just think, and this is just Katani's theology, this isn't written in stone, <laughs> but I just began to reflect on uh, the garden when God uh, had told the man that by the sweat of your brow will you work. And I began to think about that cloth and I began to think about, is this saying to us that God says, take off your cloak, take off your grave clothes, wipe your brow, fold it, and carry on with life. Because I believe that God is saying everything that we look at in, in the, in the uh, crucifixion, we can connect it back to Calvary. We can connect it back to Genesis. And I just begin to say, God, are you saying that when we resurrect, when you pull us out of our grave, it is a, it's significant that we just wipe our brow, 
all the struggles, all the pain, all the things that, that Jesus had walked through in life because he was fully human. He had the full human experience. And this is cloth signifying that as you, you come up out of your grave, it's time to wipe your brow. It's time to move forward. It's time to go into another dimension. And so as I was looking at that, I was just kind of curious. It just, you know, was a thought that passed by because when we look at what Jesus went through, we need to be grateful. Amen. You know, the Bible is, is, is so intricately written that uh, we can skim over things. And so as I was continuing to read, I was just like, wow, God really, really, really does love us. Because when you look at what he went through on the cross, I began to just study the crucifixion, the Roman crucifixion. And many of us see Jesus spread on the cross with a loincloth covering his private parts. But in, in the actual crucifixion they took they stripped you naked they wanted to embarrass you they wanted to ridicule you they wanted to bring as much shame on you as possible so Jesus was naked as he was walking through those streets Jesus was naked when they lifted him up on that cross they it tells that 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 the uh, soldiers bartered for his clothes and so we have the nakedness of God up on the cross dying for our sins taking away the shame we look back in uh, Genesis and we see where Adam and Eve were naked and ashamed and God took their shame and bore their nakedness bore our nakedness on the cross bore all the things that we try to cover up bore our sins on the cross in his full nakedness taking on the crown of thorns which is mentioned in Genesis when he told Adam that from now you know you will t toil and you'll have to deal with the crown you know, you'll have to deal with the thorns and the thistles and here you have the symbolic crown of thorns and thistles up on the head of Jesus as he's dying for our sins and taking our labor away freeing us from all that he, that the enemy had tried to take us through God is trying to tell us that we don't need to work as hard as we are working. We don't need to, to do the things we're doing if we would just trust in him, if we would just love him, that he is take, taking us back to the garden experience so that we can understand that when he died for us, he wiped away the, the sin, amen, of, our, of us. And not only did he wipe away the sin, but he made reformation for all of the things that, that so heavily uh, plague us. So God has this redemptive power, and we need to learn how to, t how to tap into it. And so um, as I was studying, um, I just began to just thank God. You know, I said, God, it's been two years uh, since pastor's death, and um, in a couple, like maybe... 10 days from now or whatever it's, it's we're getting pretty close to the 10 10 mark uh to the two-year mark and i was studying and asking god wow you know never in my life that i think i would be here god but i thank you for sustaining me so um i just begin to say okay god you know i, I think i'm through the roughest part we'll see <laughs> but i think that that you know um God is, God is beginning to shift me into uh, another dimension. And so I just want to talk about getting up out of the grave and taking off your grave clothes. Amen. I don't know what your grave clothes are. I don't need to know what your grave clothes are. I got grave clothes. You got grave clothes. All God's children got grave clothes. Okay. Because we all have sinned. We all have issues going on in our life. But God has given us the opportunity, and I think when Peter and, and, and the disciples looked into that tomb, I don't know if they really got the significance that this man has risen. Because they went back home and locked the doors because they were afraid that they were next in line. But Jesus begins to appear, and ten times he appears to his disciples. He, he appears to Mary. He appears on the road to Emmaus. He begins to, to reveal himself. But when he, when a Mary, when he uh, showed himself to Mary, she didn't even realize it was him because it was a resurrected body, amen? It wasn't the same Jesus. It wasn't, you know, the same uh, person that they had known, but it was the resurrected Christ. And she goes to embrace him, and he tells her, do not touch me. Do not touch my clothes because I am holy, amen? I am the resurrected Christ. And we see this miraculous place of him just appearing. We see him walking through walls. We see him, him in his resurrected state. We see him in his full 
manifested glory. And so God was saying that uh, in that, that we've got to understand what Christ did for us has been done. It's sealed. And we just need to recognize who we are dealing with. We are dealing with the Christ. And so this morning as, as the Lord ha is shifting worship, it is vital, it's vital for us as a ministry. It's vital for the health of the church uh, to understand what worship really is and the impact that this, uh, this could cause if we don't do or allow God to prune us, if we don't allow God uh, to become the prevailing focus in the ministry. Amen. Worship is a, a part, it is the most intricate part of, of a service because that's where the presence of God begins to fall. The presence of God begins to deal with our heart, begins to deal with our with our with our flesh through through music. Amen. Sometimes through music, sometimes through a spoken word, sometimes through prayer, but it is the prevailing spirit over the house, and I want it to be the prevailing spirit over this ministry. So, yeah, it's a start over, and those who have been with us before, they know we have started over many a times when it comes to uh, the worship ministry, when it comes to other ministries that just weren't working out. And, you know, we can just say it was just a project that didn't work out. Amen. It was just something that did not work out. But even in that, God is calling for this house to be pure in its worship. Amen. We've got to become pure in our worship. Starting over doesn't mean that, you know, uh, Things are just coming to a complete halt. But, think, but starting over means that we're aligning with God. We're aligning with God and God is calling the house into a pure worship. He's calling us to a higher place as he wants to break us free from our, break us free and cleanse us and help us if necessary to change our, our, our grave clothes. Um, he wants us to, to worship in a new way, amen. The things of yesterday, the things of the past are, are no longer effective. When the pandemic was over and we could finally <laughs> come back in the building, we could finally uh, worship together again, I went home crying that day and I told my husband, I said, you know what? I don't think we got it. Um, we went back to church as usual. Of course, he was offended. Um, <laughs> but I felt like we're going back to church as usual, and I believe God's calling for something in our worship. God is calling for something. God would not shut down the churches and shut down the world for two years just to open it back up, and we just regurgitate what we've already known, regurgitate, you know, our Christianese, regurgitate our prayers, regurgitate our worship. But I, I just kept saying to myself, no, this just, this just can't be. God is really calling us uh, to a higher place in him. And so what was yesterday just is no longer effective. I mean, we can look around and see, wow, this pandemic really has affected us. You know, it was, it was beautiful last week to see uh, members, to see friends, um, to see the house filling up. Uh, and people embracing me and saying, you know, oh, I've missed you guys, and I want to come back, and, you know, um, I want to get back involved in ministry, and I'm welcoming with, welcoming with open arms and saying, you can come back home at any point in time. But when they come back home, I don't want them to come back, and just, it's just like, oh, they ain't doing nothing different. <laughs> Nothing's changed, you know. Our children's ministry is, is not where it needs to be. Our young adult ministry is not where God is calling it to be. So I believe God is saying, I'm going to purify everything in here. And I'm going to purify all of our ministries and purify and align us up to where, to where we are effective in community. Because no one wants to just come in here on Sunday morning and just get a word and go home. People want to be involved. People want to be outside using their gifts, using their talents and abilities to help this, to help our city, to help this nation to, co to come into fruition of all that God has called it to be. And I believe that we are headed in the right direction. Amen. Amen. That it's not about church. It's not about Sunday morning, but it's about what God has called us to do, to be and to become. So if you're just coming on Sunday morning, you are missing out. You are truly missing out because there is so 
many opportunities for us to embrace the love of God, for us to feed the homeless, amen, to go out in the streets and witness. You know, before post-pandemic, we were out in the streets, we were setting up in parks, we were, we were out in the community uh, showing our faith, sharing our faith and loving people, and God is calling us to get back to those, thi- to those things. It's not about Sunday morning, it's not about, you know, a, a, a worship team that, that, that will you know, that is just in perfect, perfect mode, you know, um, beautiful, beautiful artistry being displayed, but no one being saved, no one being changed. And that's no hit, no hit whatsoever. But it is, it is God saying, I want to do something, but I have to have a vessel that is willing to be used, that is willing to be broken, that is willing to allow me to clean and cleanse them. So get ready for the breaking, amen. I hate to tell you this, but when God breaks you, whoa, it ain't nothing cute. Take it from me. You want to take me to lunch? I can talk to you about a breaking. Uh, But in the breaking is, is a place where the aroma comes, amen? It's like that alabaster, that box that Mary broke and anointed Jesus, that there is a, 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 a sweet-smelling savor within you. There's a gift within you that God might need to break or crush you so that you can come out into your fullness and know that it's not about me, but that it's about him. So as we're getting ready to, I believe, truly believe that we're getting ready to walk into a period of, of, of revival, that we cannot be afraid uh, to let things go, to adjust things that are not in the season of God. <clears throat> Just as our weather switches back and forth, the seasons in this house are shifting God is calling us to start over. God is calling us to a higher place. So if we do not align as a, as a body, then there will be no alignment. There will be no forward motion. And part of the problem was as, as we were trying to align uh, worship with the ministry and, and where God had called Uh, had spoken to me and told me to align to, we just kept missing, we kept missing. And I was like, Lord, I don't know what else to do. And so uh, I just began to seek his face and say, God, how do I properly align it? And the Lord was like, sometimes you have to change the wheels on the bus, amen? You have to, you have to get that forward motion. So God, last week, uh, like I said, he gave me a glimpse of what church could really look like. Uh, we have those members that were here. We have visitors and friends that were here that really are eager and wanting to move forward. And it's our responsibility as the uh, members and attenders of this house uh, that we don't want to block anybody. We don't want to block the forward motion. Uh, and we don't want to repeat what, is hap- what happened yesterday. See, life as we know it has changed. Church as we know it has changed. And I believe God is ready to just remove those grave cloths. He says, look, 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 that's dead. <laughs> That, that's dead. You know, let's move forward. Let's, let's go forth. Um, I think God wants to just release a fresh wind in this place. Amen. A fresh anointing in this house. And we just all need to be in, in alignment to what God is going to do. So don't be afraid of what is about to take place. Because I believe our breakthroughs are going to come, come through. I believe that God is about to do something miraculous. So the way we achieve this is simply uh, it's moving forward, me, moving forward humbly, uh, moving ourselves out of the way and allowing God to purify us and just really inc- uh, looking uh, to God to change our, our worship. We know that worship is the enemy's playground. It is Lucifer's baby, and he has not let it go, and he will not let it go. Lucifer was the chief angel in heaven that performed worship unto the Lord. He was gifted and built with every instrument that you would ever, can ever imagine. Some that our ears have probably never heard. When he spoke, woo, the worship came out of him. And worship just emanated and resounded throughout heaven. God had created him 
um, as an, a, a celestial being that whose job was to do nothing but worship and lead worship in heaven. And God says, I want to recreate, recreate that sound on earth. I want my, my children to open their mouths and collectively every sound that I created in Lucifer will be sounded out as we cry out to the Lord, as we use the gifts that he's given us. But see, Satan, he got big-headed. He got, you know, he started smelling himself. He said, you know what? I'm giving all this worship to God and these angels are flying around and giving him glory and giving him praise, but it's coming out of me. I'm the one doing this. I'm the one that's gifted. And he began to desire to be like God. He began to desire the worship of God. And people, people, just be careful when God has given you a talent, when God has given you a gift, that you give the glory to God. Amen. Because just like he gave it to you, he can remove it from you. Amen. God will take you down in the blink of an eye if you are not being obedient to all that he has called you to be. So Satan is in heaven. You know, when he breathed, worship came out. When he clapped, I mean, he was just, everything about him was focused on um, adoring our God, adoring uh, the heavens, adoring all of God's creation. So when God said, you know what? That's a problem right there. When, when, when Satan began to gather his little imps and his, 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 his little crowd together and they decided, you know, we just going to take over heaven. We're going you know, to get our share. We're going to get a piece of this too. We're going to um, get the glory. We're going to have people adorning, uh, uh, adorning what we're doing. And, you know, we see that so much in, 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 uh, in the worship scene, in the music scene, where people just lose their rabbit mind thinking that they're all that, that they're, you know, like nobody has, has this gift. I remember one time watching a, 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 a documentary on Celine Dion, and she said, and to this day I cannot even listen to her, I am the best singer in the world. No one outsings me. I am, you know, and she just kept elevating herself, and I'm looking like, let me get this remote and cut this girl. She was just, it was just like she was just exhorting herself. And the, and the woman can sing, okay? I, I, I give no qualms. She has a beautiful voice, but she was exonerating herself into a place that I was like, that is so dangerous. You are, you are, you know, you are, first of all, knocking other great singers down, and, and she's just comparing herself like no one compares to me. No one can touch me. You know, no one will ever achieve what I have achieved. And now that woman has cancer in her throat she you know God just and I was just like oh you might want to check what you're saying because you ain't all that 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 gift came from God and it was like she had self-achieved these things and I was like oh I can't I can't even listen to her today if I hear a song I just cut it off because it, you know it just irritated my spirit and so we have that that type of of spirit that will come into the church Amen. You know, y'all know y'all didn't seen singers that, you know, they run the scale up and they run the scale down. And, you know, they're, they're bringing these attention to themselves when all of that glory should be going to God. And that's what the enemy began to do. He began to, to try and bring the glory unto himself. And so God ends up taking him out and all his imps and saying, y'all can go. And so uh, they were put out of heaven, and then <laughs> we see the creation of man because God is like, I need to be worshipped. I'm going to be worshipped. I am God. I am the great I am. I am Adonai. I am the sustainer. I am the, the giver. I am everything that anyone needs, and he creates us, amen, to replace the worship that the enemy was giving, or that Lucifer was once giving him. And what do we do with our worship? Oh, we'll worship when we get in trouble, you know. We'll worship on an as-need basis. 
we are, we are imitating, <laughs> imitators and doing things that God has not pleased with. God says, I want a pure worship. I want a pure worship out of each of us. I want a pure worship to begin in the house of restoration. So God wants to infuse us with his love. He wants to pour into us spirit, into a spiritual sustainability. Amen. As we have shifted from uh, the, 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 the pandemic, as we have shifted and are now back in the house, God is looking for spiritual sustainability. He's looking for churches that will open their arms and say, God, whatever you need to do, whatever you need to correct, we're here. We are open for it, Father God. And I, I tell the Lord every morning, Father, if I am in the way, remove me because <laughs> I don't want to block anyone's blessing am I equipped to pastor am I equipped to do what what uh what my husband was doing uh when you look at me and you hear me you're like mm, she ain't there's no comparison <laughs> but I know what God told me and I know the gifts that he put within me and I like many of you sat in that pew years years out and just saying uh-huh okay god not today <laughs> you want me to say what you want me to release a prophetic word mm, i don't know how they're going to take it you know and so uh i sat on my gifts for a long time and now i'm clearly you know in the point to where i have been broken i am i am ready to be used by god in whatever shape form or fashion i'm not trying to hold place in this pulpit i'm just trying to get to jesus and if he's using me right now to get us there i will be the joshua that says let's cross over amen let's move across this this jordan let's get things done let's get in alignment because alignment might be the people that god wants to bring in amen the shift, the young adults, the, those that are out there that are waiting for the opportunity to express their gifts and their talents. I think last Sunday was just such a beautiful interpretation of what God can do. That we think church and our young adults are thinking, yeah, but let's, let's, let's twist it a little bit. Let's, let's, let's do a real life uh, situation. Let's explain how we're going through life, what we're chasing after. Because as, as we were growing up, well, if you're my age, I'm 61, so if you're like 55 and up, you know, you know, church was church. <laughs> you went to church, you sat, you went to Bible study, you learned your verses and all of that. But social media has twisted all of that up. You know, this world has changed into a place where we are just infiltrated with information, but the information God wants to give to us today is purify yourselves. So, as we, as we begin this journey, um, we want to make sure that we don't covet our gifts, amen? That we're not like the enemy and we covet our gifts and we try to, to make sure that, you know, did you hear me? You know, we puff our shoulders up and dust ourselves out, uh, dust ourselves out because we want the affirmation of man. But what we're seeking is the affirmation of God, that his spirit is working in us and he is beginning to infiltrate and to transfer uh, us to pure worshipers, true, true believers in God, putting down our gifts and talents and just waiting for him to say, to release us, amen. I do believe we will, we will have our full band back. I, there's no doubt in my mind. There's absolutely not, it doesn't even like make me wonder like, oh Lord, what did I do? Um, but it just says, God, I know the ram is in the bush. I know that you are going to provide for us, and it's us getting in position, being obedient, amen, and, and giving our sacrifice to God. See, the Spirit is transferring and releasing um, into the atmosphere um, what God is calling for, and that will often be combated with our own self-persona who we think we are and what we think uh, God is saying. And sometimes it can come out in such uh, subtle ways because that's how the enemy gets us. If I were to continue to allow what was happening on the platform to begin to infiltrate a young mind, a new Christian, a, a something, they would think, oh, well, I can live my life. and I can, I can, I can use my talent and then live my life once I live, leave out of these doors, I can do what I want to do. I can do me. 
No, 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 no. There has to be a reverence for the Lord and, and a reverence for the house of God. So um, the Spirit is, is doing a great work, amen? And God has created us to worship him. Um, he's, not, he's not taking away worship, I want you to know that. He's not removing worship from this house. He's simply asking us to purify and refocus our worship to him, for him. For in him there is life power and resurrection to heal and, re and restore us. In other words, we need to take off the grave clothes, amen? And you might think, you know, I'm a good Christian. I'm doing, you know, I'm, Pastor K, what are you talking about? I ain't got no grave clothes. Yeah, you do. Yes, you do. Just want to inform you. Yeah, there's some issues and areas in your life that can definitely be purified, amen, that you can definitely present to, before the Lord. When we take our vile, crazy thought lives and lifestyles and all the things that we are doing and we take them off and we, we give them to the Lord, we give them as a sacrifice, it becomes a sweet-smelling Savior to God. He's like, mm, that's what I want. The smell of flesh burning, the smell of, of people uh, just releasing uh, who they are and allowing me to define who they are in Christ. So God has created us to worship him, and that's what we're going to do in this house, amen? Whether it's through tracks, whether it's a cappello, whether we're clapping and stomping our feet, if we are doing it out of the purification of our hearts and as adoration unto the Lord, it will be received by him. God is not worried about the bells and the whistles. God is more worried about our condition, the conditions of our heart. So I just ask that you will allow God uh, to be in control, amen? Just release and say, okay, okay, it's a little rough, it's a little different. I don't know, God. That just ain't my style. That ain't my soul. Da-da-da-da-da. You know how we do. Um, if you need all of that to get into the presence of God, there's something deeper in you that you need to deal with. Because like I said, God wants to be worshipped. And he wants to be worshipped with your voice, with your heart, and with your adoration coming up to him. We shouldn't need someone to prompt us into worship. So I invite you to come into this, to, to get to church early, amen, where we are having pre-worship, where we are setting the atmosphere for God to move, amen, where we are praying for each other, that we are dealing with, with what might have happened in the week with, with, hey, sis, how was your week? And we go into where we went and what shoes we bought and da-da-da-da. But God is saying, no, how is your week? How was your heart? How was, how was your, how, how did you center into the presence of God this week? Is there anything that I can pray with you about? And uh, that's where God is calling us to. God is calling us to just be, uh, just to be uh, mindful of what he's doing. I don't know, you, I'm pretty sure all of you guys have heard this, less is more, you know, I know when I go to my mother's house, oh my goodness, okay, she got the sofa. I mean, you know, it's just all the stuff from life is accumulated in, in her house. And I'm always, and then when she comes to my house, she's like, girl, you need to decorate. <laughs> you need to put up some stuff. But less is more, amen? When we lessen the weight of ourselves, when we lessen all the things of religion and we take it off of our plate and we come to God and say, God, you reestablish this, that we can just simply walk into a, a, a more simplified worship and offer our hearts to God, offer him our purity, amen. More can be, le or less can be more, amen. And as God decides how he wants to rebuild, how he wants to, to fill in, amen, he will do it, amen. And it'll be purified and it will, it will, it will be uh, what he has called us to be. I think about the movie, I know all of us have probably seen it, the original Karate Kid, when he uh, went to uh, Miyagi and he wanted to learn karate and, and Miyagi had him wax on, wax off, okay? God is having us wax on and wax off. And he could not for the life of him figure out why am I doing this? Every day he would go and he would 
he would just point, go wax on and go wax off. God is calling us to wax on and wax off because he's building our spiritual muscles. He's building us to be able to handle what he wants to release in this house. He's building us to be able to handle the ministries that will flow out of this house through each of us. He is, he is ready for breakthrough, amen? But we got to wax on and we've got to wax off and we've got to purify ourselves and be ready for the weight of his glory, amen? The weight that he is about to ascend on us. So this morning, I just want to tell you that I love you, amen? I am, uh, I am not, um, what, how do I say this? I'm not worried about what uh, people say. I've, I've grown up a little bit, uh, uh, and I'm not worried about the riffraff or what the enemy might try to do because my, my focus is on God. My focus is on being the leader that God has called me to be, being the leader that protects the sheep, being the leader that does not allow vileness to infiltrate because the enemy is slick. And it only takes a thought and a seed for us to start moving to the left or moving to the right. How did we get caught up in our sins? We didn't just get up one day and say, I'm going to start smoking crack. Or I'm going to start drinking. Or I'm going to start fornicating. It was the enticement. It was the subtle enticement. It was the compliments by the water fountain. Amen. It was the, the little text messages. Oh, you look nice today. Oh, well, make me feel good. Okay. <laughs> what you doing? You know, you know, just the little subtle ways where the enemy entraps us. We can, I cannot allow that to entrap our worship. Amen. I cannot allow that to entrap the people God has, put, has placed me to, uh, to pastor. So I love each and every one of you. We're going to get through this, amen? amen. We're going to purify our worship. We're going to adore God in all that he has for us. We're going to wait on the Lord, amen? And, and together we are going to make this happen. And I know, because I'm looking at someone right now, uh, that, is, that has the ability and the giftings, amen, to worship. And just have been sitting back, chilling, okay? I need you to unthaw, amen? <laughs> and I need everyone that has the ability uh, in music, if you don't sing, but you know how to, you know, run tracks or pull music or worship, together we can do this, amen? amen. Together we can do this. So, Father God, we thank you, Lord. That, Father, you are challenging us, Father, to bring a pure worship in the house Father, we bless you this morning for all that you have done for us, God. We bless you, Father God, and thank you, Lord, that you left the clothing, Father God, the grave clothing on the empty, on the empty, in the empty tomb, Father, so that we can look in and say, he has risen and he has moved on from the lifestyle that he used to live and he is now the resurrected Christ, Lord, but we still have access to you. So this morning, Father God, as we go through this transition, we just give you our hearts. Father God, we repent of the impureness that is in our heart. We repent of coming to worship and just sitting there and not participating and not offering you a praise of thanksgiving, God, because we just weren't feeling the song or we just didn't like the way he or she sang, God. But Father God, we want to just lift our hands and just call on the name Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, we call your name this morning, Father. We want to purify. We want to allow you to purify our hearts, purify our minds, so that we will be pleasing to you. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen.